Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Have you ever looked over at your significant other and felt an immense dislike for them? I mean, dislike bordering on, dare I use such a strong word, hate? This is the person you also love, the one you've chosen to share your life with, one you may also share a home, a family and many other aspects of your life with. So if we have those feelings of dislike towards our partners, does that mean our relationships aren't working? Is this a sign that we're supposed to be getting out or is it a normal emotion to experience along with all the others? Today we find out why we sometimes hate the person we love and whether it's a sign of something more. What? But first, in news headlines for Friday, August 5. A Russian court has sentenced US basketballer Brittany Griner to nine years behind bars after finding her guilty of narcotics possession and smuggling. The 31-year-old was arrested back in February after she was found to have brought 17 vape cartridges containing cannabis into the country, telling the court it had been an honest mistake, pleading with the judge not to end her life. US President Joe Biden has responded, saying the sentencing was unacceptable, calling on Moscow to release her immediately, saying it was further evidence that she was being wrongly detained. The shooter involved in a fatal attack on a family at a rural cattle property in Queensland is still at large, with police saying they don't believe there is any ongoing danger to the public. The married couple and her two sons were shot at the property near Bogie. While three of them died, one son was rushed to Mackay Hospital in a serious condition with a gunshot wound to the stomach. He underwent surgery yesterday before being moved to the ICU. Police say they have five people currently assisting them with the investigation, but it's not clear how those people are involved. In a historic move, one of the country's 114 proposed new coal mines looks likely to be rejected, with the Environment Minister saying it would potentially damage the Great Barrier Reef. Tanya Plibersek has proposed Clive Palmer's new coal mine at Rockhampton, just 10 kilometres from the reef, be shelved, the first time in Australia that an Environment Minister has put in motion a coal mine rejection, the process now having to undergo further consultation, but given the reasons including impacts on local water resources, Resources, it's looking unlikely to be approved. The move came on the same day the government passed its new climate bill with support from the Greens, who negotiated an amendment that made the new emissions target of 43% a starting figure that can only go up. 
China's military has deployed scores of planes and fired live missiles near Taiwan in its biggest drills in the Taiwan Strait, a day after US House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi made a visit to the island. More than 100 planes, including fighter jets and bombers, were involved, along with more than 10 warships, with Taiwan's military saying they also deployed flares to intercept four drones that flew over the Kinmen Islands, and Japan saying that missiles have landed in their territory also. Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen says she will not do anything to provoke China, but will also defend their sovereignty and national security. For the first time in Commonwealth Games history, the Diamonds have gone down to Jamaica in the netball. The win puts Jamaica at the top of Pool A ahead of the Diamonds, who will now play New Zealand or England in the semis. Evan O'Hanlon has scored another Commonwealth gold for Australia on the track, winning the T37-38 100-metre sprint. Cyclist Rowan Dennis grabbed gold in the time trial, and Grace Brown has also picked up gold in the women's time trial. Kelsey Lee Barber has been cleared to compete in the javelin after testing positive for COVID right before the opening ceremony, but Catherine Mitchell, who won gold in the javelin on the Gold Coast in 2018, is out with a mystery virus, and 1,500-metre runner Stuart McSwain has the flu. The royal family have celebrated the Duchess of Sussex's 41st birthday, posting pictures of her on their social media accounts. William and Kate's official account posted a shot of Meghan at the Queen's Jubilee Church service with the caption wishing a happy birthday to the Duchess of Sussex, while Charles and Camilla's account posted a similar image with a balloon emoji and the words happy birthday to the Duchess of Sussex. The well wishes come as the family remains divided after Prince Harry and Meghan decided to leave royal duties since giving candid interviews views about their struggles living the royal life. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. (laughs) A group of girlfriends sit at a table together on a Friday night, sipping their wine and cocktails, having a laugh. When during a rare moment of silence, one leans into the group, fearing she'll be overheard by others, and whispers... Do you ever think that your life would be easier if your husband just died? Rather than retaliate in shock, as some might expect, the ladies, in fact, pull in closer, saying that, yes, they too had had moments when they felt the same. The woman who started the conversation clarifies that she doesn't actually want him to die, just that sometimes she wonders if life would just be easier, less to think about, less to worry about less to do if she didn't have her husband's needs to consider. The other women at the table say that they experience times when they look at their husbands and partners and just think, geez, I don't like you at all right now. In fact, there are times when they wonder if that emotion tips over into hate territory. Again, they clarify that it's not for no good reason, but that it can be tipped off by the smallest of things, more often than not to do with the mental load of simply being a woman in the world. They also explain that outside of these moments, they genuinely love and even adore their husbands and partners, well, those who haven't already gotten a divorce. We've seen it in movies like the Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann comedy This Is 40, where they not only admit to each other they've fantasised about killing each other, but explain how they'd go about doing it. How would you do it? I poison your cupcakes that you pretend not to eat every day and just put, like, enough in to just slowly weaken you. I love it. I would enjoy our last few months together. Me too. Because you'd be so weak and, like, sweet and I could take care of you, and but while killing you. So months. <laughs> Have you ever thought about killing me? Oh, yeah. Really? Sure. How would you do it? Wood chipper. 
A wood chipper? Yeah. It's a pretty common feeling, it seems. From Tara, who says it's the sometimes inconsiderate timing. I'm crazy in love with my husband. He's a seriously sexy guy and has held the fort at home while I pursue my career. He has also totally supported me in starting my own business uh, and leaving paid employment. He is, in short, a total legend. But today, when he asked me to go and buy him a sausage roll while I was on a work call, I could have left him on the spot. Something about the triviality of his bloody sausage roll versus me trying to hustle and get shit done. Hormones may or may have not had a finger in the pie or the sausage roll. To Ashley, who says she feels like her husband can sometimes be a burden. I honestly wonder how men can be so successful at work when they're so bloody hopeless at home, my husband included. It doesn't get any better, I'm afraid, and I often just think I'd be better off on my own and I have no one to blame for the things that weren't done except for myself and I wouldn't feel so much resentment towards my husband. To Kelly, who says her man does this one thing that sends her into a rage. I love my husband, but every morning I get up and see he hasn't put the couch cushions back where they belong and I go into a murderous rage. I fantasise about smothering him with them. But not everyone feels that way. Sally says that, yes, she has experienced not liking partners in the past, but in her current relationship, she never looks at him with anything other than love. It's actually quite scary how much I love him and that I'm terrified that if something happened to him, I just couldn't live without him by my side. We have both experienced abusive relationships, so we both make a point of looking after each other, and we just want to make each other happy. He treats me like his queen, and he tells people I treat him like a king. I didn't know this kind of relationship existed until I met him. I had settled for men who weren't very nice because I just thought it was normal not to like your partner all the time. So what's actually happening here? Are we all in the wrong relationships? Are we fighting a losing battle over domesticity and the patriarchy? Or is it just plain old normal to sometimes really dislike your partner? Elizabeth Shaw is the CEO of Relationships Australia New South Wales and has been a clinical and counselling psychologist for more than 20 years. Elizabeth, is it possible to love and hate someone at the same time? Well, look, I guess when you use strong words like that, people can cringe when they hear the word hate because we reserve that word often for someone who really deserves to be written off in our minds, you know, like the friend we no longer see or something we see on TV that just seems repulsive. So to think of that in the context of a partner is perhaps a bit confronting. But I think it is just the flip side of those intense feelings of love. And people might experience it as various forms of dislike and irritation, but sometimes it can feel as strong as something quite hateful. And these things can actually coexist. As long as they're momentary, they can certainly coexist. When do we know that it's become more than standard? Like if the hate becomes a bit too much, where do we draw the line when we know that it's a symptom of a dysfunctional relationship as opposed to just kind of your standard relationship interaction? Certainly if the feelings stay with you longer than something momentary, because you should be able to sort of laugh it off and even later say, well, that was actually more about me. You know, I was in a mood and I'm just frustrated you're not doing everything I want or, you know, I'm frustrated you're getting in my way. And sometimes it's actually about our own need to control the situation and a frustration with others. Other times, you know, our partners perhaps have done something 
that we do find annoying in an ongoing way. So if you can later reflect on yourself or laugh it off or go back to your normal setting, which is something more loving, then obviously that's the ebb and flow of the day-to-day. If you find yourself staying with those feelings and ruminating on them, and even you hear yourself say it out loud to friends and family, you outside of a joke, I mean, again, just really you listen, you tune into yourself, or you have friends say, you know what, you sound really put off at the moment in the relationship, then that's when we should really stop and pay attention and say what's going on here. Is it also unusual to not feel negative feelings towards your partner at times? Is it unusual if you would experience nothing but positivity? Early in the relationship, you tend not to tune into anything negative because we're so busy looking in that limerence phase for the connection. So we look for similarities, commonalities, the ways that we're on the same page to validate our own choice and experience of the relationship. So we, if anything, screen out some of the negatives or we discount them, put them down to something absolutely manageable and inconsequential. So it's only over time when you're perhaps living with someone that you really get to see them in their day-to-day. But also it's about how you experience yourself because If you're in a grumpy frame of mind or you're working full pelt, you know, there is this sense of, can everybody just get out of my way? You know, sometimes these feelings, as I say, is a a reflection of ourselves and our own state of mind and maybe our own self-care not traveling so well. So, but certainly as you advance in the relationship and you're together a lot more, you actually just gather more material, don't you? You get more dirt on each other and you get in each other's way more. And that's when these feelings become more mixed. That sort of mixed feeling can sometimes then also translate into our physical attraction to our partners. Like there's occasions where you might be very attracted to them, but also, you know, in the next day, even on the same day, you might be completely repulsed by them. Is that something that's happening in our heads or are hormones playing a role there? There is a lot going on with sexual attraction that with a partner, there can be that perfect moment where you know, you've had a lovely morning together and you've got that opportunity and it's like the stars align and there certainly is a natural flow on to something that feels more sexually charged. And you have to work for that a little bit more when you're living in a domestic arrangement and you're busy with work and you've got over that first flush of togetherness because there's just so much about the day-to-day that's highly unattractive when you think about it. So your partner gets caught up in that. There are unattractive things about having to do domestics or their forgetfulness or being late to things where everybody gets a bit more relaxed in the relationship. You're not working as hard for those moments of attraction. I mean, you should be, but sometimes it's the circumstance that's unattractive. And certainly your own hormones and state of mind play a bigger part in attraction than we realise. And we tend to put everything on our partners to say, well, that person didn't attract me or they weren't doing what I needed to get myself going. Whereas in fact, sexual attraction and desire is far more nuanced. I know sometimes we might feel a bit bad about talking about how sometimes our partners put us off or we dislike them a lot. Is it right to sit around with your girlfriends and kind of say, God, I just really hate my partner today because of A, B and C? Like, is that a good way of expressing your feelings? Well, look, I think it depends if your friend's also understand what the relationship means to you and actually don't 
foster a runaway with those sort of feelings. So if, for example, all your girlfriends, they know that you're you know, in love with your partner and you see it as a long-term relationship and you are just having a joke and they receive it as such, then I think there's no harm done. In fact, sometimes getting things off your chest in another setting is a great way to sort of nourish yourself, replenish and go back to the relationship saying, oh, that was a bit unfair, I'm back on track. It can be really helpful. I think where your friends play a role is also to help you see the difference between a momentary joke and when you really are sounding pretty dark about the relationship. So it seems our emotions aren't all one thing at all times. We can love and hate, dislike and like, be attracted to and be repulsed by the same person all in a day. Elizabeth says there is a way you can help figure out whether it's something more serious or not. Picture losing them. Sometimes you've got to test yourself to say, well, I'm acting in a hateful way as if they don't count at all. But if I was to lose that relationship, is that really what I'm saying? And sometimes as you anticipate separation you realise you don't want it to go that far. This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyon. Big thanks to anyone listening who's become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos and all the great articles on Mamma Mia. And you'll be helping to fund girls in schools in some of the most disadvantaged countries in the world through our partnership with Room to Read. Subscriptions cost as little as $5.75 a month. There's a link in our show notes. 